information. Yeah, so I had a I had a German friend coming to visit, right? And uh -huh. It's the first time in Asia, right? So he was he speaking about that, you know, because uh, how how do we flag for taxis in Singapore? Oh, it's just the right hand, right? And it was like one every time someone every time he's in the public, he sees someone flagging a taxi, he would take a picture and send it back, you know? Really? <laughs> because like, oh, look at this! Everybody's raising the right arm here. But so this like, this, uh, uh, this begs the question: um, How do you flag a cab in Germany then? <laughs> I'm curious. I'm you don't. Saying. It's too expensive. <laughs> Yes, another awesome episode of Living Left in Lion City, a podcast about Singapore where you know, friends and I talk about what goes on in this island that we now call home. I know it's been a while. It's been like three months. So, you know, I took a break simply because I'm lazy as fuck. Uh, you know, let's just get straight to it. Uh, you know, this is a conversation that I've been wanting to have with some friends of mine for quite some time. And uh, long story short, here they are. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Rindo. Hi, Eugene. Hi, Rindo. Or is it Eugen? <laughs> <laughs> Only in Germany. Eugen. <laughs> okay, so before we get started, like, I really need to get that context. Like, why Eugen? It's uh, a German pronunciation. Yeah. It's a, really? Yeah. Okay. Eugen is actually an old name in, in Europe as well. So when I was traveling in Europe, uh, when I tell them my name is Eugene, I was like, not even for the Germans, the French will also say, oh, wow, that's the name of uh, my grandpa. Really? Yeah, it's a really old name. I don't think it's very common to have an organ now for my I don't know for any. our generation. Not in Germany, I don't know any. Yeah. <laughs> like are there people who are named Eugene in Germany that and they're pronounced like Eugene? Or? No, there would be Eugens, but I don't know any. Like it's a really <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for Singapore at every stage of my life, I know somebody else called Eugene. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Primary school, secondary school, in the army, in the poly, in university. Okay. Always somebody that's called Eugene. So Eugene is not like an old man name yet. <laughs> right? Not in Singapore. Okay. No, not but in, in Germany Singapore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I met someone else uh, whose name is like a very, very old grandpa name in Germany, <laughs> and his name is him. He's like a young guy in his early twenties, and uh, so I, I come across that because people are fascinated with mm. poetry or like old stories or their grandfather went to Germany and then they have this name and they say your name. You're like. Oh my god, this is like one damn old name that no one anymore has in Germany, but it's more common here to bump into these type of names. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it brings to mind, like, you know, how there are people who are named, like, you know, Amos or, or Martha yeah. or Gertrude. <laughs> like, you know, and sometimes I hear those names like, wow, yeah. you must really love your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so, okay, so it's oh, Eugene. It's Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> oh, I love that, I love that. <laughs> I think I also started to get into couch surfing, right? That's right. when you start to really interact with people from other yeah. cultures. Yeah. And it's always very interesting to see their reaction, you know, when you start to speak to them in German. I was like, how come you can how 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 do you speak this? What? And you know, they're like, so oh shocked. My gosh. And they're always telling me, she oh, knows Eugene. like, you know, paragraph two from this yeah. particular text <laughs> manual. No, no. <laughs> There's like, Eugene, you, um, yeah, Germans in, uh, in Germany, they're speaking uh, worse German than you, you know. Interesting, yeah. okay. okay. Well, I never true. know that, you know, I, I never know. I, I can't it's compare, true. right? Because this is fair. Yeah, but it's the same like in Singapore with Singlish, right? Yeah. 
you know, when you write, it's it's perfect English. But when you speak, when you speak to a Singaporean, like I have a friend, she's from Japan, and she came to Singapore, and the auntie was talking to her in uh, English, and she was replying on the first day, you know, oh sorry, auntie, I cannot speak Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <this> okay. is, <laughs> but when you type and when you write, it's you know it's perfect English. But when right. you speak, especially in Singapore, it's really total. It takes a while to get used to it. Okay. Yeah. So but your German is actually very casual. Like it's very like I'm talking to a buddy. In the, one of my bros back in Germany, it's like that. <laughs> like what I liked, it, it didn't sound like he just read it off a textbook. But there was clearly interaction, and you hung out with people. Like it's very. <laughs> All day. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of you know. It's like you never <coughs> find that in a in a in a language book. You know. Yeah. Right. It's like the way you speak the slangs is like something that you only you would know if you stayed in Germany yeah, you or if you talk to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. Just like yeah. oh, me, 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 me. What? <laughs> <laughs> or you know, like the French, they have like well, what's the what's the way they talk? Like, Good job. <laughs> <laughs> they like to rum, blow their air through the mouth. And it's like how I know, you know. Je ne sais pas. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Jazz, how do you rate, uh, you know, Eugene's German? It's been a while that we spoke. <laughs> it's been a while, but I remember when we spoke when we spoke the first time. Yeah. I would I would have probably said a seven out of ten. Yeah. Like as I said, like he speaks like your 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 homie at home. It's not <laughs> textbook. It doesn't seem studied. It seems like you picked it up by living there. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, you, sp- you, you know, did you have a lot of opportunities to speak German here in Singapore, or did you have uh, to like? It was mainly through couchsurfing, right? Uh, when right. you know you have uh, German backpackers or people right. like. Uh, yeah, he makes you speak all the time. Then I would reply I, I would in, ger- in English. I always, okay. and, you know, it really helps a lot. You know, uh, when you hear someone speaking the language and then uh, you reply back, it's something you. It's very hard to get, getting uh, studying. Studying uh, from the lecture books or yeah. from a school, because yeah. I I did Chinese for like ten years plus. Okay, I can speak now, but I can't read. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So for context, honest, people, you know, Eugene is Chinese, but <laughs> and he's <sucks> upset. <laughs> <laughs> so to, so to be honest, right? I I right now I, I think I can uh, read German better than I read Chinese. Really? Yeah. So my Chinese is maybe like a primary school level. You know, I. Primary school, perhaps 12, 12 years standard, but um, by German I can I can read newspapers okay. and all that. So I find this very interesting, wow. right? Because um, you know I know a lot of my Singaporean friends, um, you know my girlfriend too, um, you know find it easier to just speak in English than it is to speak in you know Chinese. Yeah. Um, and I think there's also like a significant effort that you must put in in learning Chinese than with English. Is that? Yeah, okay. uh, because uh, in in for example in English or any language with a Roman alphabetic uh, yeah. uh, font or style, uh, you can pronounce it. You may not understand it, but you can guess yes. the meaning. Yes. But for Chinese, you have to know it. It's either you know it or you don't. Or you don't. There's okay. no way you can guess it out. You know. Okay. It's, it's the same for German, right? There's a lot of uh, they like to combine words, right. and if you separate it, you more or less know what it's trying to say. I can't think of any examples now, but. Uh, yeah, so it's like, really know, like, different. Um, and the thing is that, I mean, German is also phonetic, right? Where it's like, even if you don't know the word, exactly as you said, you know, it's like, uh, f, l, u, g, yes, ha, yes. And, okay. and the thing is, it means something. For, for German, you pronounce everything. And it's like French, you have to think like, do you have to say this E? 
<laughs> thank you, you thank you for anything? saying that. You know, it's like everyone's like, oh, French is amazing. I'm like, no, it's not. It's like, I can't read half of the shit. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's some German. Like, you know, what you see is what you get. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I like that. You know, it's, okay. uh, it's it's more logical to me. You know, the way they speak the German. And I think, um, what's your story, Jazz? I'm German. <laughs> End of story. So back to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm German, had no choice, first language that I picked up. <laughs> um, and came to Singapore eight years ago. And Eugene was the first Singaporean that I bumped into that spoke German to me. Um, but yeah, here in Singapore, I have no German friends, to be honest. I, I know some people, you know, but my closest circle of friends, there is not even really a lot of Europeans, to be honest. Right, right. So like you've been living here in Singapore for five years, five plus. years now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, isn't it, is it five years? Mm-hmm. I went back for three years. Right. Okay. I remember. Yeah, okay, I remember. So five years. Holy shit. Long time. I know. I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> so, um, what's it like being a foreigner? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you said that you lived in uh, Berlin. In Berlin, in Freiburg. Right. Yeah. Right, in Frankfurt. Yeah, in yeah. Frankfurt for a while, right? So, like. Frankfurt! <laughs> she is, came from Frankfurt. No, she's yeah. from Darmstadt, which is close which to Berlin. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, right. um, so, I'm just like, really curious about a bunch of things, right? So, and. Um, so before we started recording, right, there was that story that I told you about, you know, my colleague who's like, who's never actually met someone who was, you know, a foreigner from this particular country. And like, it was just like everything I said, like she would hang on to it. She's like, what is that what it's like? Really? And, you know, I was flattered, but at the same time, mostly flattered. I mean, because the thing is that, number one, I was very cognizant of the fact that, you know, of course, you know, I'm the only Indian person that she knows. So somehow there's the burden of me being like the cultural ambassador of my country, right? So anything I say will be taken at face value, right? So if I say something stupid, for example, she will believe it. That's the Indians. Right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so it's like that, right? So I'm, I'm, I used to be very, very careful. But then over time, I realized that I could get away with anything I wanted. You know, it's like if she asked me a question, like, oh, you know, in India, do they have flying saucers? I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, so there's all that stuff going on. So I'm always just curious about, you know, uh, what's it like being a foreigner? Simply because a lot of us probably don't know what, you know, that, that life is like. Right. Um, so t- tell us a little more about your, you know, time, time in Berlin and Freiburg. Yeah, so uh, I think one of the biggest thing is that uh, in Singapore it's really city. You you never had a you never had someone telling you, oh, I come from the villages because there's no villages to speak of. Right. Right. But in Germany, it's totally it's a total different thing. You know, you, you go to a big, big cultural cent- uh, big cultural city like uh, Berlin or maybe Freiburg as well. But yeah. you always hear that, oh, I come from like uh, forty kilometers west, and there's like only hundred or two hundred people in this village. And uh, it's really interesting because um, I, I stayed, I had a homestay with a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, this was near Regensburg. So it was a village as well. And you, and you know what? Uh, they were telling me, oh, you, you know, um, we have, uh, we built our house from ground up. It's like, you, 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 uh, you never hear that in Singapore. That's so it true. Was, 
it's always a HDB <laughs> rating for you, you know, for yes, Singaporeans. You never build a house, you know, the yeah, government and does. Yeah, yeah, so they, ha- yeah, and uh, you know, one big thing for the Germans is they they are very technical people, you know, they they know how to do these style of stuff, you know. For Singapore, it's like, oh, I need to call a pumbler, or you know, you want to fix your car, maybe maybe you need to go and get someone to um, uh, a mechanic, you know. Yeah. But in Germany, it's like, oh no, why why do you do that? You you can do it yourself, you know. There's, it's that things like that that you never get. Uh, for example, as well, um, eating apples from the trees. Yeah, I've never yeah. had that in Singapore. And, and when you get to, when you get to Germany and you find that oh, you know what the 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 real apples that you picked from the from the the trees there the mm-hmm. real ones. Yeah, you know, because every time you go <laughs> to the like supermarket, it's like so red and so shiny. It's 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 not like that, you know. When you get Wait. one without pesticides, it's like the one at UC is not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I've been living a like Six months, you know. These these apples are like six months old. I mean, yeah. So I've heard of that thing, right? So where it's like you know, there's a lot of preservation that goes into yeah, you pesticides know. and yeah, all yeah. that. And when you get something natural, like I went there and then they were like uh, they. When they ate the apple to show me, it's like how fresh it was. There was a there was a worm that came out of it, you know, and he had to spit it out. <laughs> so you see, so amazing you never, you never, yeah, yeah, you never get that in a in 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 Singapore. And same for so I uh, volunteered in a horse stable as well because I was was so I was so uh, interested in learning how to horse ride, right? Okay, yeah. okay. And I found out that I was the only guy because in Germany it seems like. Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a spot for girls, small girls, eight to nine, really? eight to yeah. nine I've been years doing old. It for five, six, yeah. I think seven years. And everybody, I, mean, I knew one boy. I was right. In seven years, I knew one boy, and he was literally the hunk of the gang, right? So he was that one guy. Yeah, but why is that the case? So isn't like horse riding something? It's, isn't that a sport? It's for a whole everyone? pony thing, right? Okay. It's the whole you you grew up yeah, and you're, you're like yeah. a little girl and you want a pony. Have your Barbie yeah, riding your yeah. horse and stuff like this. So it's it's I think it's the, it comes with this whole yes. thing. Like I was obsessed with. Horses. Yeah, and wow. and every every small girl will like take me and say, "Hey, look, this is my horse." I was like, "Wow, <laughs> so young, and you got your own horse." Really, it's it's his, it's her own horse, you know. The parents bought it for her, and all okay, that. not everyone in Germany has that, <laughs> Mama. <laughs> yeah, but you know, right? Oh, that's crazy. So you can horse ride? I yeah, but you know, was, uh, I was only there for like um, three months. Mm-hmm. So they usually give me the most uh, docile right. horse, the old one, the the experienced one. So yeah, okay. it was really interesting. You know, you wake up at uh, six, seven a.m. You have to clear the shit. And then Wait, fit so, the, fit oh, so the, because you, because as part of your duties in the horse yeah, table. Okay, right. So right. they give you food and they give you accommodation. I think there was something like that, like woof or something like that, something similar. Oh yeah, woof, web, woof. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you just offer your 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 services now right. you know you feed them and they give you a free lesson every day what kind of lessons uh, horse riding horse lessons. right right yeah. okay <laughs> 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 I was like because <laughs> you said like, you know, I wake up every day and service them I'm like what service are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow okay yeah. Um, was it just you who was uh, doing this, or were there like other people with you who were doing this? No, it was. Uh, I think that helped a lot because uh, I was the only one, right? And I was the only one that um, that uh, that wasn't German, right? Yeah. So like what you say, you know, everybody was like, "Oh wow, where's Singapore?" And you know, you start to say stupid shit, and and they start to believe, believe. you and all that, right? So there was one time uh, I said they were telling, "Oh, you know, we have this thing called milk rice." You know, milk rice. Okay. Yeah, I say, oh yeah, because in Singapore we have something called cola rice. 
So you mix cola, Coca-Cola with rice. <laughs> and it started to go to everyone and say, you know what? In Singapore, they have this thing called cola rice. <laughs> so while you were super careful to represent India, right? Eugene was like, what is there to do? You know? <laughs> These people believe me everything. I'm pretty sure there's like Singaporean out there in Germany like, fucking Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gotta ask Eugene um, you know uh, at that time did people even know where Singapore was uh, you know I, I know a lot of my Singaporean friends generally have this question asked to them where it's like they're like oh where are you from you know it's like oh Singapore it's like oh is that in China is that like somewhere else like have you gotten that or did people uh, know no they don't know so um, okay. for example when I was in Europe I went to Poland right and they were telling me uh, at the when you touch down and then you have to pass your passport, right? And then they are starting to say, mm, "You are Asian, but where's your visa?" I said, "Singaporeans don't need visa." Yeah. Really? Oh. And, and she she started to doubt me and everything, right? And then I was just uh, going to check. Uh. Okay. <laughs> you know, they 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 let me go in the end uh, because right. obviously we don't need a visa for Poland. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's like. I mean, although things are changing, because especially since yes, you know, since every, uh, crazy rich Asians, Asians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that changed the game, man. Dude, I'm not gonna lie, man. Um, so my colleagues from the US came down to Singapore, um, you know, three or four months ago, and the first thing they did was like, you know, hey, Rindo, um, you know, I want to show my wife all the places that was shown in the movie Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, I know all these places. We'll take you down there. And, you know, I'm taking this guy down there. And he's taking pictures of all these places for his wife. And uh, as it turns out, there was like a whole bunch of people doing Crazy Rich Asians tours. Like, they have, oh, yeah. like that was walking offered. tours. Proper yeah. yeah, I know. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> like on the one hand, it's like, okay, you know, Hollywood like put singapore on the map but then on the other hand there's like a whole other conversation right yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. um uh, my girlfriend was not happy about the movie <laughs> uh there's like a lot of conversations yeah, uh, about that yeah. about representation and shit like that, but that's not the point <laughs> <laughs> but then um okay so so when you talk to your um uh employees do you call them the employers yeah uh, employers, right, right. yeah so like what was their um understanding we call them chef <laughs> no mein shit chef. boss is called chef yeah chef. really yeah. like chef as in the German word for boss is chef chef like yeah. it doesn't have to be a cook he's your chef so what's what's the um, German for chef. chef then um, koch, koch. <laughs> keep a straight face this is my chef this is my koch <laughs> <laughs> uh, so t tell us a little bit more about you know your life here in Singapore, Jazz. I think for me it's quite the opposite. Obviously, people know uh, Germany and uh, they have a lot of thoughts on what Germans are like, and I get that a lot. For example, in my job, um, my first job here I came here as a fresh grad, um, and I remember we were putting up the website and. Um, I was the German efficient machine or something like that was like jazz and then this title and then a little bit more about my role. So this was implied. Also, I'm always in time, which I really had to change here and I had to learn to be very patient. But there's a lot of good stuff that people think of us, um, which is that whole efficiency thing. And um, maybe not the trains, though. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's, I get that too. 
um, <laughs> as well as so I think for work sometimes it's really good. Um, you get you get the efficiency thing. Also, I'm very straightforward, mm-hmm. and um, I once had someone telling me in my job I work a lot with people, and I once had one of my British colleagues telling me, you know, we need to tell this person, we need to give them honest feedback. But you do it because you're German. They know Germans are straightforward. They forgive you. <laughs> so and it's true. I get away with it. And I mean, I say it uh, hopefully kindly mannered and I try to be polite and all that stuff. But I am very straight. Like I don't bullshit around. Okay. And I think people appreciate it because it's kind of something positive seen about us. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we also have the common thing. You get in a cab. Oh, you're from Germany. Let's talk about beer, cars, Merkel. Um, and football. <laughs> so that that is something I I get in every damn car conversation. But I'm like, you know, okay. so I'm, I think I'm, that's just the only like those were my most typical experience as when I tell someone that I am German. Oh, and beer. Okay, I mean I'm very forgiving of you know conversations with cab drivers simply because. It's it's often you know a way to try to connect. Like yeah. when we meet someone for the first time, we try to figure out you know yeah. what that person's about. How do we like relate and stuff? And for a lot of people, if, when you let's say if I were a cab driver and if I had like a German lady as a passenger and like I'm in a chatty mood, I'm like, what do I talk to her about? You know, Beer. it's like you're German. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> No I, get it. no, I get it. I'm, no, I'm not saying I'm mad about it. It's just like after five years getting in a cab, having this conversation over and over, you you do get a bit like, okay. But I've never, I hopefully have never responded in a rudely manner or any like. Okay. I'm just saying those are probably you know exactly what people talk like those those four or five German topics kind of you know you get that yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of get used to it, and then you start reading about it simply because you know when they start, hey, so football, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But football, you make a joke about it. So. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously there's our history. Right. Um. So. Ooh, I mean, we. Okay. Right. We all know each other, right? So, and we know. We're the kind of friends. The the more you love someone, the harder you insult them. So um, I I obviously get all the Nazi shit. So right, that, that's that's okay. I, I think it's okay. I I haven't gotten any, you know, jokes that were uncomfortable. Okay. Um. I mean, I had a situation that I shared with you before. Um. With my boss, and in, I felt in it, Singapore. Um. Yes, that was also my first boss that made that German efficiency machine uh, on the website. Um, so he was very, very interested in our history, thinking of um, Adolf Hitler to be a very great leader. What? And um, he, I remember when I told him that raising the arm is something that you can get sued for in Germany. And there's yeah. a lot of things to our history. Yeah. We're very careful with it. We taught all the time to be responsible. Um, I've never known a German that said, I'm proud to be German. I don't think I've ever said yeah. it. There's, you always be taught, you always get that yeah. lesson to you know, be very careful and responsible with your history. And I remember when I told him that it's illegal in Germany to raise your arm and, and do the greeting, he was jokingly saying, come on, do it, do it, do it. No. If you're not doing it, I'll fire you. And he was joking, but I was so uncomfortable. I remember I didn't do it, but I remember that I was trying to laugh because he was laughing. But I think after like a minute or two, he saw that he kind of crossed the line. Um, and then he was like, hey, buddy, you know, it's, it's, it's all cool. But it was just that moment where I was so damn mm. uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain that to people. Um, so it's, it's not the worst thing, but it was a, it, it was just weird that... You know, while we've been taught to be so sensitive, there are people that, you know, would do that type of jokes. And don't get me wrong, in Germany, 
half of our German stand-up comedies, lots of movies are hilarious shit about exactly that stuff. Yeah. And we make a lot of fun about it. But, you know, being forced to do something which is illegal is a little bit different than making a joke about, you know, something that we've hopefully gotten over and, and, and worked through as, as, a, as a nation. Yeah, so I had, a, I had a German friend coming to visit, right? And uh -huh. it's the first time in Asia. Right. So he was he, speaking about that, you know, because uh, how, how do we flag for taxis in Singapore? Oh, this is the right hand right and it was like one every time someone every time he's in the public he sees someone flagging a taxi he would take a picture and send it back you know really <laughs> because like oh look at this everybody's raising the right arm here but so this, like, this, uh, uh, this begs the question um, how do you flag a cab in Germany then yeah. <laughs> I'm curious I'm you don't it's too expensive <laughs> But and, 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 and talking about this German thing, you know, uh, <laughs> as you know, the, uh, Singapore also was uh, under the Japanese occupation. Yeah. Yeah. So what she receives as a German is even worse for the Japanese. Really? Yes, okay. because, it, you know, they are, I used to belong to a Japanese group and right. and they used to have, uh, I mean, they have uh, Singaporean boyfriends and right. the boyfriends always give them shit about this. It's like, what you guys did, you know, it's like, uh, it's so, um, uh, how to say it? It's like, you, you can't really blame them, right? Because it's not even in their generation. They That's are being correct. blamed yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah but you know, so, yeah. so it's by just, you know, they always say, uh, you, you know, you Japanese, uh, what you guys do in the 40s and all that. So they get even worse shit because it, it directly affected us in Singapore. You know? I think here right. you yeah. still get the anger because of the location, right? Well, yeah. we, we don't, I don't get the anger. Like, I don't okay. feel anyone... Yeah meaning this whole thing yes, that I'm a correct. Nazi or mm. that I want to gas Jews or whatever like I don't <laughs> think this type of like I don't think people think like this of me or want to do these things you have to meet real assholes but no, for the yeah. Japanese here yeah. the whole thing is they actually the yes. neighbors have been affected as you yes, said yes. so they get they get real anger I think from the elderly I had a, I think a situation in a, in a in a train where I had this uncle next to me and he asked me where I was from and I told him I'm from Germany and then we kind of started talking about history and war and then he went all on about yeah I mean you guys were bad but the Japanese <laughs> yeah, and then like yeah. 20 it's minutes <laughs> and I'm sitting there all the way from Pongo like oh shit that's <laughs> uncomfortable yeah and so. <laughs> I know too little to defend yeah. and I'm just sitting here like oh my it was, I mean I don't know yeah. there's uh like so we went to that bicentennial experience last week yeah, you know, where they talk that. about yeah. history and it's uh, yo great exhibition please check it out if you can um uh, but long story short they had this like one um you know they had like one segment about the sukching uh, yeah. massacre essentially it was uh, that period of time in singapore between 1942 and 1945 where um the japanese army started look like searching and seeking out uh, like rounding um chinese, chinese folks and killing them so yeah. there was that one story where a guy like you know was about to be shot he managed to escape like swam you know further down and just kept his head submerged in the water uh, while they were searching for him in boats and stuff and he kept himself like submerged underwater for like the longest time um just so that he could escape them so there is that history and of course it is you know you know it's been you know 50 plus years or so but clearly that uncle <laughs> did, did he you, look old enough no, to have lived through that time he, it's been a few years, but possibly. I think it okay. was, it was rather old, yeah. Okay. The, the, I think the major reason why was because uh, in, in, in Germany, right, after the World War, what they did was uh, anybody that was involved in the government, they were trialed under Nuremberg, the yeah. Nuremberg trials. Right. It never happened. This never happened in Japan because the, the emperor was still stayed as the head. Right. And um, in essence, they never actually, uh, they never actually say, I mean, it's, it's they, 
how to say it. it's been a there are stories that says that they never said apologize and there are stories that say they apologized and true they apologized right. but the reason was that um in Germ- in in germany you never find a museum that glorifies what they did the, what and the, here's the, the funny thing though what i come across and my the story that i just told about my former boss is one thing is that people here i do bump into people that say yeah i don't i don't say hitler was like was a good guy but you got to got to tell like you got to admit this guy was prepared and he was determined and yada 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 and i'm just like fuck no like <laughs> okay, well, so. he, he screwed up a lot for us so i i for um, Germany to be far away and have not affected Singapore, um, there are people here that speak with a certain respect for him as a leader, which yeah. I find super weird and I don't know how to, res- how to respond to because all I've been told is know that we fucked up in the, hist- in, in the yeah. past. So there's an interesting perspective um, in India. So for example, Hitler, as like the word Hitler, is not associated with the, the shit that he did. So the thing is, he is associated with, you know, strong leadership, right? So, um, you know, a lot of people in India use Hitler in jokes. And I'm not going to lie, when I was growing up, Hitler, we used to call our strict teachers Hitler. <laughs> Simply because, you know, Hitler is associated with being, you know, strict and anal and shit like that, right? And there's also the fact that over many decades, there have been a ton of movies in many Indian languages where the name is Hitler. And so Hitler is the name of that film character, uh, and it's always a comedy, and it's always about a guy or a girl who is, you know, strict and anal to the point of comedy, right? So because of that cultural, you know, influence, we don't think of Hitler as that person in World War II from Germany. We think of strict, funny dude, (laughs) you know, doing strict, funny antics. And so it gets to a point where if a teacher you know, in, in school or something is super strict or throws me out of class and all that, I'd be like, ugh, Hitler, you know? <laughs> this is where you get grammar Nazis yeah, as well, yeah, right? So, <laughs> right? So there's all that shit that happens, right? But then, like, outside of just um, the influence of, you know, local movies that are named Hitler, the, the fact, like, the history about, you know, the genocide and all the war atrocities and all that is glossed over. Not intentionally, because, you know, if you're studying an Indian history textbook, a lot of it is about our history. And then we have, like, you know, two chapters about world history. So there's only so much that you put in about different countries and different places and all that. So it's like, you know, Hitler, oh, this guy, you know, he he took over the world. He almost took over the world. But then boohoo, you know, he lost. And then so it kind of, like, glossed over all those atrocities and shit that happened, right? You know, the magnitude of it and all that. So the only thing that we take away from that history lessons that oh there's a guy who was like a strong leader in Germany but I remember him you know because I've seen pictures of him with a funny mustache which is you know used in all these funny movies (laughs) (laughs) Hitler funny guys you know (laughs) so that's the thing right so the thing is that I think uh, the long and short of it is that at least where I come from we did not understand uh, the true import of you know his Mm. actions or like history and I think overall that's probably a benefit for us like just comparing that to the Japanese thing just now, the distance is a benefit for us to yeah. not, I don't get that much of it. I might get a stupid joke once in a while, but I don't, I, no one makes me feel like I offended them or, you know what I mean? I don't, no one wants to make me responsible for this. But, but do you get that in Europe though? If, if maybe you are living I was, in uh, I was already thinking about it, thinking you're gonna ask that. In, uh, yeah. um, yes, definitely more. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so wow. I remember yeah. my sister went to uh, um, the UK for an exchange when they were maybe 13 or so, and they had 
a bunch of teenagers yelling at them that they Nazis and throwing like the food on them and stuff oh, like this. Wow, wow. Like I remember, like it was like my sister was my sister is a tom was a tomboy and she's like a rough little one and um, I remember she was really shocked about what she'd experienced like they were yelled at that they nazis and stuff like this it was like a bus ride or so but you're like for the first time as a teenager you know alone in the country and doing that language exchange and so that that happened and i think that will happen more in the in the country neighbors uh, in the yeah in the in the countries around Um, also because they taught more about it. Um, as you said before, our history books were full of that. Like, I know everything about this There's this thing called Hitler Youth, I'm sure you the have women. to visit the concentration camp as one that. of the... We did that as, one as, one as well, the, yeah. of course. Everything in Berlin is all, you know. And, you know, they, they have so many museums about all that stuff. And, and um, so I know all the details around it, how they... How they got everyone involved, how there was a whole education around that to make these nine-year-old boys thinking war is a great thing. Like, there's so much around it. And then there was, like, a half-ass chapter about Stone Age. Yeah, like, and no it, shit. And, and, like, the, and, like, what's the rest of the world? Like, what's the history of the States or in Asia? I have no idea. And there's it with our having to argue about this Japanese war. And I'm like... You know, <laughs> so I, I speak to Japanese people as well, and right. and they come into here working here, having no idea that this was usually uh, actually under the uh, Japanese yeah. during the World yeah. War. You know, mm. because they are telling me, uh, one of the the things they tell me is that because the Japanese history is so long, they dedicate this this war to only two pages of the history text. Okay. So that's why there's like, oh really? This used to be part of Japan. You still mad? <laughs> You guys could have been speaking German, uh, Japanese, you know? <laughs> we won the war. No, they, they didn't say that. Like, but like <laughs> yeah, that opened a whole other kind of world. <laughs> like, I think there was a controversy maybe a couple of years ago where they, I don't know if it's, I think it was last year or something, where they wanted to open uh, a museum about, you know, Singapore during the Japanese occupation. They did. They did. Yeah, they did, oh, right? The so, like, factory. so the controversy was about naming it Sayonan. Sayonanto. Sayonanto, yeah. Which was the Japanese name given to Singapore during the occupation. Oh. So um, there's a lot of outrage because um, a lot of Singaporeans like, wow, are you trying to, you know, celebrate that period of time? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so then since then they changed it, right? Like, I think yeah. the name is... Uh, I, I don't yeah, know what's something the name else, But yeah, they removed Sainanto. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like the feeling is still there, right? There's yeah, still, like, yeah. Uh, it's still there. I wouldn't say resentment, but, but I think... But honestly, it's, it's getting lesser now because right. I, you know more friends... I know more friends that are married to Japanese and, you know, yeah. the culture, the anime and everything. Yeah. It starts to, Japan yeah. is really popular it's among a, Singaporeans, it's a you know? It's huge thing. I mean, Sign- every uh, damn you, restaurant I, working I, in <laughs> Tanjong Paga, like, who yeah, can Japanese. only yeah. edge I do, Japanese? I do, it's a I huge do, thing, yeah. right? Japanese, like, soft culture is huge. And it's become... Not just in Singapore, like, all over the world, too. And you hear about the efficiency of the Japanese as well. For quality, right. absolutely, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and like uh, I do wedding photography, and right. um, like 60% of the couple going for the honeymoon is Japan, yeah, yeah, it's really it's a really popular place. I definitely cannot say it, or she's gonna hate me. Um, <laughs> you gotta definitely cut this one out. <laughs> so, this is totally going to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my stepbrothers were moving to um, Japan. And when my sister found out, she was like, I was like, the boys are moving to Japan. What? Japan? They don't even speak Chinese. (laughs) 
And that <laughs> looked at her and I was like, Alina. <laughs> She's like, why? But that speaks very much for all Asian look the same, right? Yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> that's such a, yeah, so I was, I was wondering what, if you got some stuff like that, you know, when you're in Germany, in terms of like outlooks no, or like being Asian in Germany. In, or in, are you, is it stuck in Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, no. Yeah. So ahead, to, yeah. to me, my experience, you know, in Germany is like, uh, they, are, they try so hard not to look racist, you know, it's like, Oh, oh man, <laughs> after what happened, I'm not, no one's <laughs> going to call me a Nazi now. So I'm like super nice to anybody else, you know. So maybe that's why they, they're having this uh, issue now with the migrants coming in. Yeah. You know, so I have a friend who is a, he, sh- he, he's, he, is, he is a real funny guy because he, he went to uh, one of these migrants' home just to, dit- just to know more about the migrants, like the, the, um, the religion and everything. And the very next day, he went to an anti-migrants protest. But I have to commend him, you know, because he likes he, he sees both ways, you know. Right. He okay. wants to know from both sides. It's very rare to have someone who does that, you know. Which is it's like, uh, like you know, if you are you if you know, it's like confirmation bias, you know. Right. If you are against Trump, everything you want to read is not Fox. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. And, it's, it's, yeah. and likewise, the other way, if you are for Trump, everything else is bullshit. So it's you know, it's really good that you have someone who who sees both, who wants to see to see both ways. So like to he took the time and effort to you know yeah, see you know, like the different sides of the story. Yeah, and the thing, the funny thing is, um, the wife actually escaped from Georgia during right. the war, and it's the same thing happening now. But the thing is like, oh no, but you know, uh, uh, um, you know, it's not the same. Why is it not the same? It's, it's just a different Russia and Georgia, and now it's what. I don't know brown Syrian, people yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Muslims yeah. yeah right and ISIS and all that yeah yeah. so yeah, uh, yeah. so having said that talking about uh, facing racist attacks the only time I found it happened to me was in England oh yeah okay. it was the English people and that was when I realised that uh, the Chinese race is actually lower than the Indians because the, it was an Indian that stopped the fight Wow. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. so uh, I, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure they are, uh, I'm not the only story. You know, I, I have friends right. who studied in the UK as well, and they do have the racist uh, attacks on them. Like, uh, not really like fight, but, you know, like what you're saying about uh, just shouting, uh, oh, you chi- Chinese, go back to China and all that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, is this racist attack... Um, he was drunk though. Okay. He was drunk, right. but it was 2 p.m. So, <laughs> I don't know. The Brits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, Here we not. are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I not, do that not, too, never, so. never, never <laughs> in Germany. I never felt that way. I think they are pretty um, accepting of the maybe You're of welcome. the Chinese, <laughs> yeah, maybe of the Chinese, and you do get a lot of uh, Chinese people studying now in Germany. Right. So when I was there, I, I used to hang out with a lot of uh, people from Taiwan and right. uh, China. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you know, because of education, I think that's like one of the greatest opportunities from people around the world to like go to different places and you know just. Um, I think that adds to a lot of diversity. For example, the, the Indian student community is pretty big, and so there's like a lot of Indian students in different parts of the world. Um, and you know, I think it's a great thing. Uh, and I think, if I remember correctly, there was a, an article that I was reading that apparently, um, uh, for like revenue from foreign students is actually a big part 
of uh, the British GDP. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, oh, isn't it everywhere? Well, now? Yeah, it's like yeah, in so the it's US like, as well, yeah, in right? Australia. So, it's like, uh, yeah, this this education thing is getting too much. I think. Mm. Yeah, but and I like it in Germany because uh, you don't you don't just it's not a lot of uh, things uh, fees to pay right for German. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I think for a time it was even free or maybe it was like five thousand euros or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and the fact that I I knew this was because uh, someone was telling me in Germany is like uh, they they had some philosopher in Germany they were saying uh, if you want to learn something if you want to study uh, money shouldn't be a factor for you you know it's, it, it it will never be that you know, because you don't have any money that you can't study but it's not the same for US or you know even in Singapore right yeah. uh, if you don't have money to go to the universities you can take scholarships and all but uh, the chances can be lower that's true, yeah. that's true but I think it's not just that we do have a lot of people studying in Germany but I've, it's very common that you would see someone on the street that looks Chinese but speaks perfect German and is clearly raised in Germany and born and raised with Turkish people, with African people, with all types of people. So I remember I had a friend from Canada visiting me and we went to this Mongolian place and we had like all types of Asian races that were the, the wait waiters and he would come to us and speak in German, perfect fluent German and ask us and he would just, he was sitting there and he nearly burst out laughing. He's like, I can't believe it. They barely speak proper English and now he here is speaking German. I was like, you know, I was like, calm down. This, you're being really racist right now. But for me, it's so normal that I see all types of races every day um, that are being born and raised in, 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 in Germany. Like, I have a good friend of mine who's Sri Lankan and she considers herself German because she's born in, German in, 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 in Germany and she speaks German. And you have all these um, these things that we're just very used to. I, I would imagine that people might even walk up to you and start speaking German to you just because they're used to seeing all types of races being German people actually. In, in Hong Kong, you know, yeah. there are Indians living in Hong Kong yeah. and they, when they spoke uh, Cantonese, it kind of freaked me out as well but apparently it's really normal yeah, for yeah. them as well because uh, there yeah. are a lot of Indians in Hong Kong as well. Yeah, as it turns out, so there's like a comedian that I follow, Vivek Mabubani and he's, uh, uh, so he's, 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 a Hong, he's from Hong Kong and, but of course of like an Indian ethnicity and, you know, a lot of his jokes are like in Cantonese <laughs> and so, you know, when I first heard this, you know, there's always that comedian who like pretends who can speak, he can speak a language and then just make something up because they know that nobody else in the audience can understand what he's saying. Like Russell so, Peters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, uh, yeah, there was. Do you remember Tian? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but that was a long, yeah. Yeah, a long time ago, right? So we used to go to comedy nights together. Uh, so she speaks Cantonese. Okay. Right. So one time, you know, he, this guy was there, and so I asked Tian, like, you know, is is it legit? And she was like, it's more legit than what she speaks. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she was freaking out. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, like she is, although, I mean, her parents are from Hong Kong, but she grew up in Canada. So, so the thing is that like her presumption of, let's say, Indian Canadians or people of Indian ethnicity is not generally associated with, you know, Cantonese mm. as such. But I'm guessing someone from Hong Kong who sees an Indian person speaking Cantonese would be like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> So, culture shock. Yeah. How about you? Oh, you want me to start? Yeah, culture shock. Um, Singlish. <laughs> Singlish is like, a, I think, a... Totally new, different kind of language. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's very chop-chop. It's very 
efficient and, and, and fast. And German is very polite and long. So, you know, you're going to a bakery and say, hi, good morning. I would like to have this and this and that. And here you basically... Like, you want or not? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, can I? And that's it. And um, I go to the mixed rice and I'm like, excuse me, can I have a little less rice? And they look at me like, the fuck's wrong with her? And they just yell at me like, ah. And I'm like, a little less rice. Until I was told, just go in there and say half rice. And the world opened to me. Like, no shit. So I think that was one thing that I am just, I try to be very polite and I say very long sentences when I'm in the ca cab and I'm trying to explain to someone if we could maybe do this and this and this. Time, yeah. And he just looks at me like, what the fuck? But then you realize all you got to do is be very, Concise. very short, exactly, and, and let them know where. And But first I was just like, why are they so rude? Why are they yelling at me? You know. But then you, you, you figure it. Yeah. So I think the language thing was something I really had to get used to not take personal and uh, learn my way around it that was m my main thing still singaporeans are very um direct and um i think it was also a bit of getting used to how i'm seen um or how a white person is seen there was this funny story when i was 22, 23 or so. We were at the bridge. Bridge was still like a big thing. Oh. And wow. <laughs> memories. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I had, this, I had this guy next to me. I don't know. He was either Malay or Indian. I don't remember exactly. But I think he was Singaporean. And he was sitting next to me. And we, we introduced each other. And um, he asked me a few basic questions. How old I am? Where am I from? Um, and basically after three, four sentences in the conversation, he was like, so let's go home now. And I'm what? like, that, that's what? I'm, I'm staying here. And he's like, no, I mean, you know, we had our little conversations. Let's do this. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Until it wow. hit me. Like, he thought, you know, white blonde girl. Are easy. You know, easy. Yeah. That's how it yeah. rolls. You know, you, you go and take her home. I, I, I was... I just walked wow. off. Like, that yeah. was it. I wasn't oh, super wow. offended. Like, it, it wasn't too bad because he wasn't... I think the moment he realized that this is not how it works, he was a bit ashamed as well. He didn't apologize, but he was like, oh shit, so that's not how it works. <laughs> so wow. he didn't mean to insult me. That's why I took it quite light. But it was very interesting for me to see how it was for someone to speak to this blonde porn lady that I seem to be in that moment. It's, it's great that <laughs> you mentioned this. But because it's, no, no, it it's, is it's a lot of that whole there, right? party thing. And I've, I've also realized, um, I think a lot with, you know, women, just women us talking, we do talk about, you know, one night stands and taking men home. It doesn't matter if we're Asian or Western women, we, we, we all do it. Or, you know, we, we, uh, we did speak about it, but Asian women don't really talk about that in front of people. And while a Western woman might be a little bit more open, um, saying, oh, I took someone home last night, you know, it, it was a fun night or something like this. So I think There's there was an a assumption that, you know, oh, is, is that like, you know, code for yes? Yeah. Do that for you too? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I okay. think that I, that I wouldn't say that's a culture shock, but that was a little bit of figuring different perceptions that people have of me. Yeah. Um, based on my race and usually I shouldn't I cannot complain I can absolutely not complain I'm a white woman so I'm good yeah, no, um, you know but uh, there, there have white been white girl privilege but that, that, oh, that was that was yeah. actually a real 
that was actually a real culture shock for me, racism. When I came here, I was, and I know I gotta be careful with this topic, but I remember when I came here, I was like, whoa, everyone loves each other. Every, every, you know, every religion is here. Every, you know, we all practice it. There's all those public holidays and it's all respected. This is amazing. I started working, working here and I was like, oh, it's not. <laughs> like, it's, it's hidden. Yeah, it, it it's hidden. very, like, very Sucked clearly it. know who's first and, and, and all these things. And, and you use it at work. Which client do you do you face? Chinese gets Chinese, and all these yeah. things. So you represent your company to the right audience, and all that stuff. Um, you know that people can actually ask me for my race when I'm looking for an apartment. It's even in our identity card, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All that, like, I thought that was absolutely crazy that someone can ask me for my race when I'm looking for an apartment that I pay rent in and stuff like this. So I think that was a culture shock that came not in my first four months as an intern, but when I actually started working and living here and I think like Singapore was home yep. then it hit me like oh no nah, it's not that harmony I mean I think it still is in our generation I mean look around we you know we're having a good time but yeah I was generation. very very surprised by op how openly that at times is what I feel in Singapore is that there is um, a lot of race-based categorization that happens yeah so it's like you know, racism. And, yeah, so <laughs> it, is, it is, it is, right? So, like, a, a lot of critique about racism. So, for example, you know, uh, every time I talk to someone who says that, no, there's no racism in Singapore, it's like, you know, we don't get, like, shot. Probably a Chinese, right? <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> Eugene is Chinese, by the way. <laughs> so, but, um, like, so a lot of conversations, you know, about racism, is, you know, generally ends up with someone saying that, but, hey, you know, at least you're not being, like, shot. You're not being harassed in the street. There's no like physical violence that you know comes with the color of your skin. Um, but at the same time, there's like at least in my opinion, I feel there's a lot of uh, you know profiling essentially. And the thing is that profiling in a lot of ways is normalized. And once again, it's it's a gray area, and it's really hard to say if that is right or wrong. But in my opinion, if profiling gets to a point where it affects the quality of life, then it becomes an issue, right? To take the example of Jasmine was saying, right? Like, you know, it's one thing to assume that this particular person is from Germany, so she must be efficient, she must be, like, on time, she must be, like, yada, yada, yada. But then if this person, so let's say I was your boss, right? Okay, so Jasmine is from Germany, she's efficient, she's awesome, but she comes from a country where Hitler was born. <laughs> so I'm not going to send her to my Jewish client. Yeah. You know, so it's like profiling in your mind is one thing, but that action is just so retarded yeah and that's the kind of profiling that really bothers me yeah. you know so it's like so he's actually denying you the opportunity to meet what is potentially a great client that could really help you in a career but in his mind it's like no germans and jews can't go together because <laughs> she's of gonna kill them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> i do not know how much i should censor from this <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> and so that's the thing. So I do like, not kill <laughs> Jews. <laughs> People Thank in you general. for making that obvious. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, see that that is that is like just one example, but this happens a lot, right? So you know, being an Indian person here in Singapore, um, I do realize that you know, cans are not thrown in my head, which mm -hmm. is great. That's amazing, right? So I can live my life with you know dignity and self-respect, and that's awesome. And there is some profiling simply because there are some you know stereotypes that are codified into race. You know, mm -hmm. for example, um, technology you know, in India. 
Sorry? Technology. Like, I had the situation where I met someone, an Indian guy at a party. Yeah. We kind of, he claimed to know me. And I said, I don't, I don't know if I've ever met you. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, I, your face and all that stuff. And I'm like, are you in technology? <laughs> because I work in technology. And then he was like, yeah, because I'm Indian, right? <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. I work in technology. And that's why I asked you. But he immediately yeah. assumed that <laughs> yeah. I asked him that he works in technology because he's Indian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and that actually happens. So there's this uh, friend of mine. Um, who works in uh, San Francisco, and he's a designer, right? So he does... Uh, in technology? Not technology. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I want to make sure. Not technology. Uh, he's a designer for a lot of things. He designs, like, uh, event spaces, okay. you know, a, a lot of that stuff, right? And so, you know, he's hanging out in a bar with his friends, you know, chilling out and all of that, and then, you know, so he's just, like, talking to this girl, and this girl's like, oh, you know, so what do you do? You know, what's your story and all that? And he say, I'm a designer. It's like, oh, but in IT, right? <laughs> and the thing was that the conversation was not of the hostile kind, mm-hmm. right? So in his mind, he's like, damn, you know, it's not a hostile interaction. She's clearly stereotyping, but it's not a hostile interaction. Plus, she's hot. So, you know, this is pretty cool. <laughs> so, so like in a lot of ways, you know, in both ways, you have to like, you know, make that judgment whether is this considered um, hostile? Is this considered... Um, racially charged, et cetera, et cetera. So, and this is hard for me to admit, but you know, as an Indian person, um, stereotyping doesn't bother me that much as long as it doesn't get to a point where it affects me or affects my quality of life, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. you know, hey, among us, we can just talk about joke, we can joke about you know, race, ethnicity, all that, that's completely okay. But when a random person comes to me and um, talks to me about stereotypes in bad faith, yeah. That's that's an issue. Uh, what what was your culture shock in in Germany, by the way? <laughs> Honestly, I never had any because um, was riding a horse not a culture shock? Like the apple from the tree. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, okay. well, the, the real apple. <laughs> the real apple, but you know, Singapore isn't a. I just, I just feel that in Singapore, what you find in Singapore, you would be able to find in any other cities in any other developed cities in the world. You know, probably if I were to move to Tokyo now, it's not a big, it's not a big uh, culture. It wouldn't be a big culture shock for me. Right. Uh, same if I if I move to Berlin or if I move to anywhere actually. Uh, so I never really felt any uh, culture shock. But then I mean I guess the the culture shock that I'm guessing that you face in in Germany is more like. Yo, there's like countryside. Yeah, yeah, so. okay, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, visiting the countryside was really interesting to me, and the fact that uh, a a trip can take three or four hours or something big as well was like wow. But uh, you know, in Singapore, everywhere, you, it's just at least maybe two hours. But you know, it's still still not so bad, you know. But you are and they are, when I go there, it's like what only two hours? It's like I, I you know I drive like uh, I I I have to. I, I crossed the border from Switzerland to Paris, to France every day to work. I was like, wow, you never think of that. You know? uh, maybe for like the, you know, there are a lot of Malaysians from Johor Bahru. They yeah. come to Singapore every day to work. You know, so it's like maybe that's a big thing for me as well. Wow, you you every yeah, day yeah. you cross the border to to work in a country. I I would never think of that. You know, like I choose my workplace by how near <laughs> it yep, is to my yep. house. Yes, I would never have to. I, I never want to think about having to cross the border just to work. You know. But can so, I just say, because like this is something that I I don't know how to put it in example. Okay, actually, do I have an example? But one thing I l- found here, people are very in your face. Um, like they, 
anything that they notice about you, like it's it's not low key, like hey, did you gain weight or it's like whatever. It's like immediately <laughs> yeah. if you're fat or whatever. Oh, yeah. like, this like, is no, uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. This, no, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is <laughs> honestly, it's not not really. I don't think it's in our generation, but it, you you get it when uh, you, yeah, like Chinese, you know, the auntie is the first one to say, "Wow, you put so much weight, ah." You know? Yeah, so like that. That's yeah, what so I'm like, saying, and like so. It's a Chinese thing, I think. I don't know if they do. Is this the Asian in thing? Also, or is it the Asian thing? I'm not sure, but yeah. I, I, you see that so much in China. Yeah, no, but, no, but this is like bitches, almost pointing yeah. it out. So I once had a situation where this 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 uncle I was waiting on the MRT and he was asking me, "Hey, are you German?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I am. How did you know?" And he said, "Because French girls are skinny." <laughs> <laughs> Like, you can't slap an old man, you know, like, what are you gonna do? But, like, he clearly didn't mean to be rude or anything yeah, yeah, like that, which yes, is that, yes, and yes. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like yeah. for the auntie, it might be a little bit like the example that you just meant, but it, it, they don't mean to be rude, but they point out everything that they see. Yeah. But here's the funny, like, that's something I had I realized, and and sometimes it was very uncomfortable questions that I would be be asked, um, that are very common to say. <laughs> no, not just that, but When's like, your baby coming? But <laughs> when you have boys. <laughs> but I think this is more like that. No, that all these questions, like health-wise, and, and that's all more about. That might be a bit more of an Asian thing and a, like you know tra- tradition. But like other things that I, I, that are just a little bit very blunt questions. That would happen very often here. But funny enough, I'm being told you're German and you are very straightforward. People, people are okay with you being straightforward. So I'm wondering, ha- have you had situations like that in Germany where you feel like, oh, they're very straightforward with me? Because I'm being told that, but I felt here it was much more. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, Eugene. I, no, I've never had someone tell Did me. Did someone been a bit too honest with you? In Germany? Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe I'm more honest than them. But I don't See? know. Yeah. But it's funny enough that it's still part of our reputation. Reputation is obviously a yeah. huge thing here, and right? I think so I think that comes a lot with losing your face and what do you say, what do they say about us and stuff like this, which is just there's less family pressure and all that coming from from my mom. But then, does that affect you, like reputation? Because for us, like living, let's say if I were in India, for example, reputation would matter more a lot for me. Not because of me, but because of you know what my parents would have to the questions that they would have to like deal with and all that like as a foreigner you generally don't have to deal with it right mm, no i don't think so and okay. like so first of it's just very different my mom is really relaxed yeah and she she would love for me to get married and have children and all that and she is going to be excited when that happens but she'll never ask me she would never ask me about it um, so I think that is that is one thing that I'm being raised very relaxed there um, in, in terms of that and then when I'm thinking of reputation I'm sometimes thinking a little bit more about how my reputation is impacting others so that's a slightly different angle here but it crossed my mind as well so I remember when I started dating people in Singapore I had to quickly learn that I am the white trophy 
And um, whoa, oh okay, my okay, God. Yeah, this know, needs yeah, another yeah, episode yeah. entirely. This, that, no, but like I realized at one point yeah. that it was you know blue eyes, blonde, and you know that they didn't care a lot about me. And like you guys know it's me, I'm a whole lot. So you know, I'm and. You at one point you just realize this guy just wants to you know present me to his friend and be able to say I'm dating a white girl, but it had very little to do with who I am as a person. So I think that is something I had to learn that I can I can represent a reputation. You know what I mean? Or okay. like you know. So that was my first thought when we were talking about the reputation. Yeah. Nothing uh, in pressures and family, <laughs> but something the br- very the different. The British set the standard, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, in yeah. the past, uh, there was there are clubs in the in Singapore where they say the no whites and dogs allowed. Uh, no, sorry, no, no Asians and dogs yeah. allowed. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the tiger bomb guy, yeah, Haba Villa, uh, he was so pissed off at himself seeing that sign. He actually set up a sign that said uh, no whites and monkeys allowed. Wow. It was just a titter for Ted, you know. So yeah, I I, I get it. You know, um, I've seen with my own eyes. You know, I bring friends. Uh, who brought along other friends and we were just meeting and the first thing the girl the Asian girl comes he goes straight to the guy and starts to hit on that guy and you know right. that's why uh, um, uh, that's why it seems that you know like the white people the white like they they seems to be more desirable in uh, yeah. uh, in Singapore they, we have a name for these girls as well these uh, sarong party girls yeah, yeah. SPG yeah yeah. Yeah. So and you get, and also like people ask you, right? When when you say you're dating, they immediately ask, "Who are you dating? Like, is it a Singapore? Oh, it's a Singaporean Chinese." The first thing I'm being asked <laughs> um, when I say I'm dating a Singaporean, the first thing is Chinese, and yeah. um, you always get a certain reaction. And I'm sure my partner would get a certain reaction when he says he's dating a white girl or whatever. And I'm very similar to you, probably. You know, saying for for your girlfriend to say who she's dating in the other way around. Yeah. Um, it is no one ever in Germany asked me who the guy where the guy's from that I'm dating. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah, because uh, there are Germans in all colors and shapes, and no one really gives <laughs> a damn. And it's a little bit less of this whole thing but I've never been asked that in Germany well here it's like the second question um, when someone or the first even and then what does he do like those are the two questions yeah but I guess, I guess like for you as, as a white girl um, I think there's like a whole other layer of conversation because of course you know you bring a certain social capital to someone who's you know so let's say if you go to a club in Singapore right so clearly there is some sort of social capital if you get if you have a white girl right next to you so you know, you're essentially, you know, being used as currency. Um, and like, have you have you felt that? Have you felt that, you know, whenever you're going to a place, um, are you being invited just because you're white or just because you're awesome? Um, I, so I had the situation where I think I realized um, guys asked me out for the sake of being out with a white girl right. rather than caring much about me. But I think for, I think invited for parties, I'm a girl, right? You want a girl there anyway. It doesn't yeah, matter. I got boobs. It doesn't matter what color the they are, right? So, well, I think so. so, so that is yeah. an invitation. But what I did have once was, um, I think I was with a group of, I think those were mo- mainly Malay friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to go into a club. And I, I was told that I can go in for free. And yeah, your friends stay outside. What? That was wow. a super awkward situation. Wait. First of all, being offered to go in for free while well, they wouldn't be. And um, then 
being told I was like yes so then what the fuck you think I'm gonna go in now (laughs) that was so weird Um, or like I do realize when um, walking with a brown person working with Malay or with an Indian be it partner or friend um, even my partners at that time would tell me I get a lot of stares when I'm walking with you. Um, so I think I, I started blocking that out, but in, in, for a long time I would notice that we would get as a couple a lot of stares. Okay. Just like you just get n- n- looked at the yeah. entire time when you're mixed race, white, brown. Yeah, I, I will say this though, like, I mean, for me, I don't get that many stares simply because I think, you know, um, an Indian and Chinese couple is not as it's not considered as big a novelty so it's like um you know we see chindian couples all the time yeah so it's like it's not a biggie uh maybe for the old folks they're like oh (laughs) it's the 21st century now now, but for the most part there's also a question of there's also like uh it's it's also a matter of you know whether you're considered exotic or not yeah and i think as a, a white female person there is that level of exoticism, right? Oh yeah, I did. I did have people um, asking to touch my hair, um, <laughs> and I had the funny situation where. Oh my god. <laughs> And you're like, uh, okay. How are you dealing with and this? And you're sitting there and then people would be like, and because this one girl did it, the second came as well that I stood there and people were just touching my hair. Yeah, and, and, I, and you, you know, I, 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 used to, I, I used to date a German, right? Yeah. And she told me that she went to Indonesia and everybody was like, hey, can you take a picture of me? I was just me? about to tell that story. I was yeah. like, you never get that as a, as, as a Chinese. Yeah, uh, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. It's, and she, she felt like a star, you know. She was like, well, everybody wants to take pictures with me. It was a bit weird. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was in Sentosa. Like, it was so <laughs> random. And there's like this group of Indonesian guys. And he's like, hey, can you take a picture? And and I was like, can you take a picture? And I'm like, yeah, it sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened a lot. But I was so, I was in Sentosa having like a random day. And so this group of Indonesian guys is like, hey, can you take a picture? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Thinking I'm supposed to take a picture for them. All of a sudden, they gather around me. And so that's I'm like, wait a minute, I'm in the picture? And they're like, so where do you live? And I say, Singapore disappointed faces like oh I'm wow. like, but i'm from germany ah. <laughs> so i'm like quickly save the whole thing again because when i lived in singapore was really disappointing for them like, like what shit, the fuck? you're Get not exotic enough <laughs> but, but having said that when i visited turkey uh-huh. and uh was with my wife the the turkish children are like so into um asian Oh yeah, so it's like they were—they were so cute, you know. It's like uh, we would be just be sitting, and uh, then you see some of them just pretending to sit beside us, and slowly start to, where are you from? And they say, oh, can you take a picture? Yeah, so so Asians do get that. Yeah, but maybe in Turkey only. I don't know about the other Middle um, East they get countries. In, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but but it happens to all of the country and all that. But like when uh, my girlfriend and I went to uh, India. Like she was treated like a star. So you know, we would we would go down. Like we were in Jaipur, I think. And then, you know, like a bunch of people came down and was like, oh, you look like a movie star. You look like this particular movie star. And, you know, she was, th- th- these bunch of people are saying this to her. But I'm like, in my mind, I know this movie star and she looks nothing like her. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Yeah. What are you talking about? But I don't want to kill the moment. You know, so I'm like, okay. But I get that too. Like, oh my God, you look exactly like, no, I don't. Not at all. But, you know, white people, you know. So, yeah, that's true. Sourdough bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's what every, what every German says. 
<laughs> human <laughs> bread. So we just so, gotta ask something. Bread. So before, before, <laughs> but honestly, it's really good. <laughs> so what do you miss about? Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna ask you anymore. <laughs> so what do you miss about Singapore? Sorry. No. So what do you miss about Germany? Um, I think what Eugene said, what he liked about it, um, the the landscape and a little bit more peace and a little bit more space. So I went back a few weeks back and um, I was not leaving our little village. Our Like I remember when friends asked me, do you want to go downtown? Do you want to do this and that? And I was just getting up at 8 a.m. in the morning and taking long walks through the forest and sitting in the fields and um, <laughs> just that there's no one that you see. You hear nothing but nature around you. And I'm not like this super hippie, but it was really it was so beautiful to have that and i really enjoy getting out of singapore f just for space um so i think that's one thing um i do not do pork and beer so i don't really bother about that but food wise sourdough bread i live off sourdough bread i remember when i was back home last year and my mom was like do you want to go shopping and i said yeah sure let's go shopping she came back with two pairs of new shoes and I came back with a loaf of sourdough bread. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the happiest kid. <laughs> so bread, I miss bread. Um, do other, you not get sourdough bread here in Singapore? I do, but it's, it's like, it's okay. Um, it's not even, exactly. Even from the ge German restaurants? Um, no, so I think it might be different flour or whatever it is, but it, it's not exactly the same, yeah. yeah. But if mm. I would, I would also eat it in a day and that doesn't not happen. Like I, I, no, I'm, I'm having breakfast three times a day, basically. Okay, maybe that, but like I only eat breakfast in, in, in Germany when I'm back home. Yeah. And mom's like, damn so it, what has Singapore done to you? Yeah. But then I think mo mo most of all is, is but then I, I do miss a lot of things about Singapore as well when I'm, when I'm in Germany. And most of it is food, to be honest. So, and the incredible convenience and, you know, the safe little bubble that we live in. So that Yo, there's I a lot you. of, you know, in terms of con convenience that I miss the other way around. Those three years that I was back home, I was that freaking bugger that would go every day. Yeah, but in Singapore, this was better. In Singapore, this was better. And all the friends like, Ugh, To oh a point God. where I remember my boss sometimes would stop me and be like, Jess, don't say it. You mean in Singapore it was better? <laughs> like, mm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. In, in Germany, uh, so I was staying in this, I was working in the stable, right? Um, they are so shocked that I eat noodles for breakfast. Like, what? You guys eat hot? Because in Germany, it's like cold, hot, cold, you know? It's like yeah, a, yeah. Um, the breakfast is bread and uh, maybe marmalade and uh, chocolate or something like Nutella, something like that, or sausage. And sometimes it's the same for dinner as well. It's the same wow, thing. Okay. You only, you only we like eat our bread. Warm. We got good bread, guys. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I, I can never get cold breakfast because, like, if you're having yeah. breakfast, it has to be yeah, warm, so it has to be hot, so it has to get you through yeah, the day. So, and it's like yeah. cold breakfast. Come on, guys. I had to get used to it. I had to get. Yeah. Used. I think it took me a month or so until I was ready to, you know, have my have noodles for noodles, breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it took me. It took yeah. me a month or so and, and before it was just. I couldn't get an appetite for it. Yeah, this is bad. And honestly, the bread in Germany is much better. You know what? I have this uh, pumper, pumper nickel. Pumper nickel. Oh, really? You favorite. think this is the good one? Wow. Wait, what is, is what is, good? What is pumper nickel? I would, it's I the healthy know. shit. <laughs> like, it's, it's the, I'm on diet. I have to oh, do this now. Like, oh, my God. I love that bread. Oh, my God. It's but you can amazing. get it here. Like, at, like, I think cold storage or so, they do have. They do? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wait, so what's pumpernickel again? Is this really dark with a lot of uh, um, grains and greens on top. seeds and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. amazing, bread. really healthy. Wow. Yeah, so something that I'll never try. Okay. I would say it's Ooh. almost a bit bitter. I don't think I would hand it any Singaporeans. They would spit it on the <laughs> ground. No, I, I no think it has way. a bit of a spitter, a bitter <laughs> yeah, taste, really? right? I'm oh, not sure, man. but I don't think I'd, it would be and, the least and, thing and I would show someone to try to convince them that we do good bread. Sorry, but it really is that way. I don't mind it, but I. <laughs> really? The, do you do that? I mean personally, yeah. Uh, well, I, I do with cheese and um other than that, I'm trying to think of like things in terms of culture or surrounding, but I I'm I miss my language at times. Okay. Um because oh, it's just incredible to insult and curse in German <laughs> we get really creative okay. it's a beautiful language to make up words that are funny and insulting <laughs> I'm not sure and I'm not trying to like offend people but it's just it's really great to express yourself <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a silly way as well so you know kind of like that dissing your friends in a very creative way basically means you love them so yeah, I was like oh my gosh you just said shit to me but you know I appreciate the effort that you put into it because that like, is actually a really great creative word no shit that is true so like, fuck you Jasmine but wow that's pretty good <laughs> like props <laughs> on that no, yeah no but I do I do yeah I do miss my language I, I it's not just for cursing it is a very poetic language I think it's, it's what you said earlier we words are put together out of other words and if you if you think about these words that you use all day, how they put together, there's a lot of beauty in it. So I do miss my language sometimes. Um, but, n yeah, no, I'll leave it at that. That's fair. So what do you miss outside of Pumpernickel? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say it right? Pumper yeah, yeah. Okay. not bad. I'll get some. <laughs> I'll get you some. Can we get that? So what, what I miss about Germany... Mm. The apples with the worms no, the, inside the, them, for the, sure. The fact that they are, they are so friendly. You know, in, in, in Singapore, when you come and you start to talk to people, they'll start to think like, mm, what, are you, what are you trying to get from me? You know, it's like, a, are you trying to, you know, get my business? Or are you trying to introduce me to some new deal? You don't get that in Germany, you know. It's like, they'll come to you and say, oh, wow, you know, you come from uh, Singapore and tell me more about your country. And uh, it's less fake in, in a way yeah, as compared to Singapore. Yeah. And I feel Yo, it's, it's like, man, sometimes I mean, it gets really so crazy. Um, and this is in Tanjafar, actually. So I'm going back home. You know, this lady, she's coming on to me, like, literally coming on to me. She's like, oh, you know, what's up? You know, why don't you give me a number? Shit, lad. She's like, full on flirting. And I'm like, yo, what do you want? Uh -huh. um, Must so, yeah. be the belly. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> you know what the weird part is? Like, if it was maybe the year that I moved to Singapore, I would have fallen for that shit. Because, like, when I moved to Singapore, you know, I was lonely. I was by myself, you know. I was just looking to hang out with people and shit like that. If somebody showed me an iota of, you know, Friendship, I'd be like, oh, yes, 
take oh, me. Like hanging out with me doesn't mean that I have to pay like a hundred dollars. Yes, I'll do it. Just <laughs> I you, and right? you really did. <laughs> yes, yes. That's that's another story for another time. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Damn it, Jack. <laughs> yeah, but that that was how it was, right? So it's like when um, and if you live in that kind of environment, I think we we do grow up with a general distrust of someone who is overtly friendly. Yeah. So no, I I agree with you. It, yeah. It, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then it brings to question like, d- doesn't that happen in Germany too? Like, aren't there a lot of people who, you know, try to exploit, you know, your friendliness and? No, <laughs> I can't think of an example. Right. Like really, yeah, like um, I mean, I don't know. In Singapore, you know, you have people that starts to sell um, mattresses. I don't know if you get that. It's like, hey, it's a long time I haven't seen you. And then when you meet up, you realize, oh my God, you're trying to sell me a mattress. Oh yeah, I think for... Mattresses? Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Or a new kind of uh, water purifying machine. (laughs) You you know, you thought it's it's really... It's really because you haven't seen each other for a long time. But no, you know, it's like, why would, why would you do that? I think I from, for us, it's a bit more because it's down to the language. German is very formal, um, which is why I love my job here, because I can actually get on the phone and be like, hey, my name is Jess. This is why I'm calling you. Um, how are you doing? How's your day going? And then you go into the conversation. While in German, in Germany, if I were to call someone new um, and I would start the conversation with how you doing, it's like, yeah. Sorry, what do you want? Um, Uh, Interesting. um, I think, and that's because it's also very formal because I'm not introducing myself as Jess. It's it's Mrs. My last name. And it takes a dinner or two or lunch or two business-wise before you actually um, say do. um, Because we have... You know the yeah, formal version to 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 say some to speak to someone and and then the, um, the one way exactly. Yeah. So um, I think that language barrier keeps it very strictly between is it business or are we buddies? But English, you can right away approach someone as a buddy, even though it's business. So then it's in disguise. By but in in German, you you immediately know when someone reaches out to you for business reasons or they want something because it's gonna be the formal way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. So but like, I think uh, this is why you don't get like you immediately know someone you know reaches out to me for for. Yeah, but then aren't there situations get. where like if I wanted to like, take advantage of our friendship? And use this as an opportunity to sell you a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I've never got it. It's true. Really, it's true. If someone were to do that, oh a friend of God. mine, I would immediately reply with, get the fuck out of here. Okay. And, and like, I think that's, but then I'm not sure how you might, how close you are to your friend, but you, I think you, we would very straightforward say, hey, you know, we can hang as friends, but don't try to sell me anything today, okay? Yeah. I think it, you know, yeah, very straightforward. I leave it to you. Right. When I see people approaching me like around the MRT and stuff, I always, I don't know how, and probably it's not successful, but I always try to look really touristy. <laughs> <laughs> see? Start to bring on a busy Singapore cab. That's like, white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> this is white privilege right there. And I'm like in business clothes, right? But I look around like, hmm, where am I? <laughs> you know? Let me take out this map. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like. 
for Germans, for Europeans to come into Singapore or to come into Malaysia, they probably get a 30-day visa. But the thing what I, I, I don't agree is, it's more in Thailand though. It's like uh, they have these things called the backpackers. They're mm. like, oh, I don't have money, but uh, please uh, support me in traveling around the world. You know? You, you, if you get that in, if you, if I as an Asian, I do that in 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 France or in Germany, the police will come and say, yep. get back to your country and yep. take the next flight back. Yeah, so you know, like I have a friend who had a. Yeah, but that's. Bec- I had a friend who had a. For some reason, she was she had no job. She was traveling, but for some reason, she had a CV on her, with her. Right. Uh, Lebenslauf, yeah, and. Um, Lebenslauf. Yeah, for some reason, you know. Just because that the the they found this CV uh, on her back, she took the next flight back to Singapore. Literally, she arrived, and then the next flight she flew back. Okay. Uh, yeah, but you know, you do get that in uh, Europe because I I come back to Singapore. I I you know I go through that um, um, the fast. Tr- yeah. Tr- I never get that right. They will never ask what are you doing in Singapore, right? But every time I go to see, uh, for example, I go to the UK, it's more UK, more US. Uh. What are you doing here? Yeah. Uh, how long are you here for? Uh, why are you here? And you, you get these kind of questions. And I, 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 I don't know. Do you get that coming into Singapore? It's well, like, I'm uh, going through the thingy now too, right? <laughs> but, but I mean, um, as, a, but as a tourist, yeah, so you know, the do they like, uh, you get that if you are, from Malay- uh, you are from Thailand because they're afraid that you're going to you know, work in That's those, what I was uh, about to say. I get yeah, the white you, privilege. So I'm being asked too. Yeah. Um, I, you were hosting me when I came here as a fresh grad looking for my first job. Yeah. And um, I remember when I came in, all I knew is I got 90 days on my, <laughs> on my pass to find my job here. And um, so I, I had the white card, you know, where we're putting yeah. in how long yes, I'm staying yeah. and the address and stuff like this. And they were like, 90 days? And I said, oh, yeah, well, I'm not sure yet. What You know, and uh, that was it. He just asked 90 days, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just traveling with this huge ass, obviously moving here, luggage, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so he, he asked me, I told him, I don't know, that's why I put 90. He shrugged and that's it. And that was white privilege for sure. Yeah, if I would have been sure. Filipino yeah. or Thai, that would have been a whole different conversation. That is true. So that that's true. for sure. The same thing if I'm going there without a reason and I'm saying I'm staying there for 90 days, they're like, no. You can't stay there for 90 days. Yeah. But um, Eugene, can I ask, like, I mean, your Singaporean passport has a lot more um, privilege. privilege. Power. Yeah, yeah power yeah. than, let's say, the average Asian country. Like, do you still experience that? I mean, yes. outside of yes. that Polish incident? So, so okay. for example, it's not Germany, though. I went to UK for uh, work okay. and um, I was so pissed, you know, because the guy was like, Oh, so you do? I, I used to be an aerospace engineer, right. so uh, so you know um, he asked. So, oh, so you you are you are an aerospace engineer, so this he started to ask me really technical questions, assuming me that I was trying to bullshit, wait, him. bullshit this my way. guy from immigration. Yes. was like, oh, tell me <laughs> more about so, trust. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I was wow. like, I was so pissed, and I was like, hey, I do the seven three sevens and the eight three twenties. Do you know? I started to ask. I, kn- I knew it wasn't a good way to, to talk, but I was so pissed. Like, what? You, why would I want to come to your country? Reason, you don't you have know? to. Yeah, right. Exactly. Can exactly. I ask something else that is a l- bit off topic, but in a similar, um, the whole country thing. So um, I'm not sure if that is just a Singaporean thing because I don't know any other people in any other countries that have 
taken on a different citizenship. Um, but I do know a friend here. She she was she's from Russia, but she was born here, and then she was in PR, and then she became a citizen. And you know, she shared with me that story and how you know she th does that interview where she becomes a citizen, and then they take her Russian passport and in front of her cut no, it into half what? And, I, and she was like this is so freaking dramatic I and and i almost I'm, felt like people look at how i'm reacting watching my russian passport being cut in front of me so that just oh, you know so wow. i was you know there is a I mean it, for us germans to nearly not have any patriotism because we you know we we're Nazis, so we have to be careful. <laughs> so um, fucking Nazis. But we don't say we don't say we're proud, right? But but and then here, obviously, you see that national day is coming up and stuff like this. But I think there's a lot of pride in you being a Singaporean and now watch get rid of your Russian oh, citizenship. I've never seen so I'm just that. wondering if like that, you know. How did your friend react to that? She, I mean, she just she said she she just said it felt like my reaction was watched. So you just sit there and like so she just commented on it like and, and she was like you just take it and you walk <laughs> out of there and you celebrate that you know because she was born and I think she's here since she's two years old but she it was just whole this whole thing where I'm like I feel like people are checking like okay you ready you're now Singaporean oh no more Russian let it go like it's it's you cleaned off your I don't know I'm overdoing this now but you know it, she just said I felt like they want to see how you react are you are you bloody are you Singaporean now you know <laughs> Um, I mean, she considers herself Singaporean. She lives know. here. She went to local schools. She is full on Singlish as soon as she speaks to to you know her maid or like other people or whatever. So um, she she is Singaporean. I don't think it broke her heart in any way. She grew up here. This is her home. It was the she wanted to be a citizen because she feels she's a citizen. So I think for her it wasn't so much of a deal. It's some it's something else for if I would become a citizen because I grew up. I was born and raised German, yeah. right? So I think it's a different thing. But you know she. I think it's the act that bothers me. I know, I, and I get it. I get it. I, and wow. yeah, that's why I brought it's it like, up, right? Damn, like, it's an intense do you have move, to be right? that extra? You yeah. know what I'm <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I, I'm gonna like you know put this on uh, an anonymous forum. It's like, hey, hey. new new citizens, <laughs> try to go through this. Oh shit! Yeah, I'd like to know if, if, yeah, how it is. With I gotta find this out. Yeah. Um, anybody who is listening to this podcast. Yes, all two of you. If you have any experience with uh, being a new citizen, let us know. Of course, I'm going to cut this out because... <laughs> <laughs> Eugene. Eugen. Eugen. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for being part of this <laughs> thank you for being part of this um, Jazz once thank again you. thank you for being part of this conversation um, hopefully uh, you guys uh, liked what you heard we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and every other podcast platform of your choice um, let us know what you think about this episode and the podcast in general. I know that I haven't been as regular as I would like, but um, going forward, this will be a lot more um, frequent. So, you know, check us out. And until the next episode, that's Jazz. Thank you. That's Eugene. Thank you. And this is Rindo, and we're living it up in Lion City. Yeah.